0: Sunday, the Chiefs entertain the Bills at Arrowhead, and you can hear the game here. Touchdown Kansas City! Kickoff 325. The Chiefs, the Bills. Sunday on your home for Chiefs football. Paying mox.
1: Burton the fullback, offset eye. Edwards Hilaire the tailback. 24-23 Chiefs. First down and goal to go at the one. They're going to throw it. Near side it is! Touchdown, Kansas City. Travis Kelsey, one, two, three, four. Touchdown receptions, this time on a play-action fake, and the Chiefs may go for two, leading 30-23. to It was quite the performance, quite the comeback for the Chiefs last night. You heard it right here on KMOX. That's Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs Radio Network. Love listening to Mitch Holtis broadcast football. As far as I'm concerned, Mitch is the best team play-by-play radio broadcaster in the NFL and glad we're able to bring him your way here on KMOX let's bring in right now a guy who covers the Chiefs and all things Kansas City sports for the Kansas City Star Kansas City.com. he is a player Kirkhoff follow him on Twitter at Blair K-E-R-K-H-O-F-F Blair thanks so much for your time how are you
0: I'm great, thanks for having me
1: on yeah look what last night the comeback the individual performance i mean the the last night is a a sports writer's dream because there were so many storylines and narratives when when that game gets done, what's the thing that most sticks out to you
0: uh that I'm not gonna get much sleep uh, <laughs> that night uh, for a night game yeah it was, you're right. I mean, from a uh, from a story angle perspective, there was a ton that went on in that game, and the only thing that would have made it better was if it had started at noon. <laughs> and so you'd have had all afternoon to you know to develop and, and write it. But as it was, it was uh, amazing, right? You know, Travis Kelsey's four touchdowns, the rough on the passer penalty that made Arrowhead Stadium as, as angry as I've ever heard it to the – the Devontae Adams push caught on camera of a, you know, of a cameraman after the game and a lot of big decisions that happened in that game. How about all this stuff happens and a backup kicker kicked a record-long field goal for the Chiefs, and that's not even a you know, page-five story uh, when it comes to this game.
1: When, when you saw them get down big, did you feel like, okay, they're, they're still very much in this game?
0: You know, I, I really didn't. To be honest with you, look, they've been down with with Mahomes as quarterback. They've been down big before. They were they were down twenty-four to nothing in the divisional round against the Houston Texans the year they won the Super Bowl. But um, but it, it just seems like it seems like uh, the, the fact that this happened in a way that you know the Chiefs didn't they didn't commit a turnover. You know they. They were being stopped and stuffed, and it almost was like the Raiders had figured something out, and maybe they had caught the Chiefs at the right time between the victory over Tampa Bay last week, and then they've got the game next week against Buffalo, maybe two of the two the the two highest profile games on their schedule this year. Maybe the Raiders just caught them at the right time, and I I I do know this. When I thought it was fourteen, it was fourteen to nothing. And the Raiders had the ball in, you know, around the 30 or so, fourth and one, and they called a timeout. And I thought, you know what, they're probably going to bring the – they're going to talk about it and bring the field goal unit on. And it turned out, I mean, they got their points. But I just remember thinking at the moment, that, I wonder if this is going to come back and haunt them, if somehow the Chiefs can put together some kind of rally. Because with Mahomes and the Chiefs, If you have a chance to bury him, you've got to take that chance, even if there's a risk involved. And the Raiders, I think, miss that opportunity early in the game.
1: You mentioned the roughing the passer. The the NFL is in a really weird spot right now that there was the roughing the passer Tom Brady call the other day and then we've got all this concussion stuff that's going on and at, I know they're not directly related but they kind of are and it feels like there's like a you're you're trying to reconcile between letting football be played against keeping players protected and I just I don't I don't know what the answer is and I don't know if the NFL knows what the answer is right now.
0: No, you're right. I think there's a uh, a lot of confusion, uncertainty about what should and shouldn't be called. I to me, I think you can I, I think you can draw a line from that play last night through the you know the Tom Brady sack on Sunday and go back to not only the, the, the Tua Tonga sack against the Bengals that that caused that hideous scene with him on the ground and his fingers stiffened, but back to the uh, earlier. Uh, to a concussion that the Miami Dolphins didn't handle well at all and allowed him to play and, you know, risk further head injury. I think it's all in the same stew, if you will. And so NFL being a little more cautious than it should have been cost the Chiefs a possession and a turnover on a great play by Chris Jones, who, you know, beat his man and got to Derek Carr forced the you know force the strip and, and had the ball in his arms as he was going down and actually stuck his left arm out to brace himself um, and to for for the to make the fall less uh, dramatic and he still gets the flag on it and you know it's I, I've never seen Andy Reid as angry over a call and and I've been following the Chiefs this way for about for about ten years now and he was as he spent the rest of the half trying to get Carl Cheffer's attention, and uh, and finally got to talk to him as they walked off the field at halftime. But I've never seen him so angry. He was absolutely furious. Now he didn't bring that into the post game. He just you know basically touched on it and moved on. But um, I imagine there's a lot of uh, a long conversation going on between the Chiefs and the NFL office this week.
1: From a common sense standpoint, I feel like there's got to be a difference between. All of your weight landing on a guy just kind of in the motion of a sack and then all of your weight landing on a guy and staying on a guy. Like, that's the difference to me, but maybe I don't know what I'm talking about.
0: No, no. You're, we were talking about that in the press box at halftime. Is common sense needed to be applied there. Um, you've, got, you know, you've got several officials on the field. Um, you know, they, they did meet and discuss. There was a long discussion about that before the, you know, um, and and then, you know, the flag had come out almost immediately, and then there was the discussion, and then there was the announcement of the flag. And I'd like to know what happened in the, in that discussion because I, we, you know, we got a, we had the pool reporters quote from Carl Sheffers, and you know, basically the, the the emphasis is on protecting the quarterback and pr- protecting the unguarded player because he is, and I get that, and um, you should protect an unguarded player, you know the the Chiefs are playing the Bills this weekend and people want to see Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen. They don't want to see the backup quarterbacks in that game. So I, I totally get that. But Chris Jones made a great football play and he wasn't malicious about it. And he didn't, you know, he, you know, he, he, he asked the question himself, what's he supposed to do? Stop and, you know, and not tackle. Is he supposed to just wrap his arms around him and, and, and let that be it. He was trying to make a football play and he, like he stripped the ball, he, he, it was a great defensive play, and, um, and and it gets penalized for it. So, you're right. We're in this odd place, kind of like we were with pass interference a few years ago, when you know when that um, the Saints lost the NFC title game to the Rams, and 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 so the rule was changed after that. I, they'll, they'll, I'll, I'll be curious to see what the discussion points are this week in the NFL, uh, because it was, it's it's one thing if it's if it's just one incident with Tom Brady, but then to, ha- to have the uh, a huge audience last night uh, watch, the, you know, watch what happened. I, I think that's going to prompt a big discussion this week.
1: Just a couple more things for Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star joining us here on uh, Sports Open Line. You allude to the game coming up this Sunday, Chiefs and Bills, two four and one teams, two legitimate Super Bowl con- uh, contenders. Buffalo has opened up as the favorite, even though the game's going to be played uh, at Arrowhead. How big can a game be in week number six of the regular season?
0: well it's it, it's obviously huge in terms of attention, and I think these are the two best teams in the AFC. Uh, they certainly are through the first you know five weeks of the season there's a there's some interesting motivational factors on both sides, of course, the you know, the Bills losing at in dramatic fashion at Arrowhead in the playoffs last year. Second time, second year in a row they've been knocked out of the playoffs by the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And, and then, you know, the Chiefs lost, got crushed by the Bills during the regular season at Arrowhead last year. And the Chiefs are going into this game as an underdog at home. And this is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's been an underdog at home. Now, the Chiefs have been an underdog at home during the Mahomes era but he he didn't play for whatever reason whether he was injured or Andy Reid was resting starters because they had their playoff seed clinched so it's a new place for, for Patrick Mahomes as well and i think the nfl is so much about motivation and you know how you can get yourself inspired to to play and i think both teams have it what this game is for you know the importance of this is for the tiebreaker if they end up being tied and, um, and and home, you know, a playoff position. The one seed perhaps is on the line. You know, that means a first round buy and home field throughout of the AFC playoffs. And um, that's that's what that's the big um, uh, prize for the winner of this game, or potentially the big prize.
1: Last thing for you, I don't want to get you out of here without getting just a, a quick thought on the Missouri Tigers, because last time we had you on, it was just off that loss against Kansas State, which was very one sided. In the month since a win against Abilene Christian that wasn't overly impressive, a game they shouldn't have lost against Auburn, a game against Georgia where they were up for most of the game couldn't hold on. They play another tight one against Florida this past weekend, but they keep losing. I right, when you evaluate this team, are you giving them credit for playing some close games against some good teams lately or is it more just about the fact that they're not winning and they're they're very disappointing in terms of their 2 and 4 record?
0: Well, I think that part is true. The two and four record is is disappointing. My my thought for the Tigers going into the season was just just get the bowl eligibility this year. They um, get get quarterback figured out and get the bowl eligibility and go from there. And now it's going to be a big challenge needing to win uh, four of the last six to to get there. They got a couple of games on the schedule that they should take care of. New Mexico State being one of, and I think Vanderbilt. You know, at home should be another win, but then they got to find a way to win a couple more among the Tennessee's, Kentucky's, Arkansas, and South Carolina. I I, I'm, I think they're a little bit behind schedule this year, and you know maybe that had to do with um, you know quarter, quarterback play is certainly uh, part of the reason. Brady Cook is you know still a work in progress. And um, you know the, he brought in three Division One. Tra- Eli Drinkwitz brought in three Division One transfers this summer. None of decided to stay in Columbia. So Brady Cook became the starting quarterback. And they've got some pieces, right? They, Luther Burden is, uh, is I think, is a, is a talent waiting to emerge. And I, I really like Dominic Lovett. and uh, Nate Pete, the running back from Columbia Rockbridge. They they absolutely. Oh, and and, and on defense, what a big. Step forward. It's been this year, especially the the, line, the transfer linebacker Tyron Hopper. I there's a lot to like about this team. They just haven't been able to put it together yet. And, I, you, know, and you know, I mentioned Brady Cook, and the, I think that the offense just hasn't been imaginative enough. I, I think they need to open it up somehow. Offensive line needs to play a little bit better, and then uh, maybe they can steal a couple in the second half to get that bowl eligibility. You know, maybe they can find a way to win at South Carolina. Um, maybe maybe get Arkansas at the end of the season. But um, they put themselves in a difficult position to, you know, to practice throughout December and play in a bowl game.
1: Blair, we always appreciate you being so gracious with your time. Encourage people to follow you on Twitter at Blair Kirkhoff. More importantly, Regen, the Kansas City Star at KansasCity, uh, dot com. Thanks again for your time. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. Sounds good. All right, there's Blair Kirkoff joining us, and we appreciate him uh, very, very much. One of the great sports writers uh, in the Midwest and love getting his thoughts uh, on the Chiefs, on Missouri, on everything uh, going on. We'll take a break. We've got a lot more to uh, get to, including the precarious situation the NFL is in right now that we had just alluded to. That's coming up. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX.
0: Baseball is back.